it doesn't matter because somebody relates to it. Somebody, somebody finds power uh, or permission from the story and therefore visibility helps me accomplish my goal. Your lifelong passions, dreams, and aspirations, your joys and creative spurs, your femininity, your success, all in one place. This is Girl Skill with your host, Anna Rova. Hello, hello, and welcome to Girl Skill Podcast, where twice a week we're having an insightful conversation with a kick-ass woman about her life, her version of success, and her femininity, so we can all learn from the lessons she's learned along her journey and apply it into our lives too. And today I bring you a dear friend of mine, my role model in authentic business practices, and just an incredible human being, Regina Anagionu. I hope I spelled that correctly. (laughs) If you follow Regina on Instagram, you will know that she calls herself Bruce Wayne, except a female. She also describes herself as a stage five clinger to business, hashtag jujitsu and hashtag vegan tacos. She's a yoga teacher by night and by day she's running her own business by Regina.com, an education training site for people who want to start their online businesses. I've actually met Regina in Mexico in a co-working space. Uh, We went for dinner one night and I found her incredibly genuine and laid back. Little did I know that this lady runs a six-figure business online, creates an incredible amount of super useful content for online entrepreneurs and is just adored by her fans. Like literally anything this girl puts out, people just want to buy because she's so authentic and humble. So in today's episode, um, you'll understand why Regina is the female Batman of online entrepreneurship. What is the number one quality Regina has developed ever since a little girl that keeps her moral compass balanced as well? What is creative introversion and one trick Regina uses to get through some of her really bad days? And of course, stay until the end to find out the number one thing Regina does every single morning for two hours that helps her produce incredible content and creative ideas constantly and why she doesn't read any other blogs online or any other resources to get inspired. Enjoy the episode. Girl Skill. Female success redefined. All right, everyone. I'm super excited today on this episode to welcome Regina from byregina.com. Hi, Regina. Welcome to Girl Skill Radio. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. (laughs) No worries. I'm really excited to be interviewing you because you've been like number one top guest to be here um, on this radio. And I'm, I'm just excited to talk life with you and, and a bit of business and about and a bit of femininity and being a girl and all that stuff. But um, before we go there, uh, we start with 15 questions, this or that. Um, so let's go, Regina. Hot or cold? Oh, hot. Dogs or babies? Oh, my gosh. Babies. Okay. Pandas or whales? <laughs> Pandas. She's like really thinking hard about it. <laughs> okay. Intelligence or sense of humor? Oh my gosh, that's hard. Sense of humor. Comedy or drama? Comedy. Money or fame? Oh, jeez. This should not be that hard. Money. <laughs> Leather or lace? Lace. Freedom or hope? Oh, freedom. Sex or sleep? Sleep. (laughs) Shoes or barefoot? Barefoot. Thailand or Mexico? Mexico. Lipstick or mascara? Lips. No, that was wrong. Mascara. (laughs) Wine or hard liquor? Wine, for sure. For sure. Uh, <laughs> Facebook or Instagram? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Sorry, you got to choose one. <laughs> wow, okay, okay. Oh, Facebook. Okay. Dresses or pants? Dresses. Okay. We are done with that part. You did great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before I ask you all of my questions, um, please tell the audience who still don't know who the amazing Regina is, um, tell them who you are and what you do. Okay, that's a great question. So the basics are that I run an education and training site for people who 
want to establish their own business. And that could be people who want to start publishing themselves online, like either publishing their own book or publishing their own show. And um, it could also be people who want to coach others. Um, it's just people who want to take the information, uh, knowledge, experience in their head and help other people with it and, and monetize from it. Uh, on the other hand of, of that, running that online, um, I am also a registered yoga teacher like yourself. <laughs> um, so I try to, I, I have a, a brand that's secret for now, but that I'm working on building. Um, and in the background, I'm trying not to use my current brand to like drive traffic to it. So it's like kind of, secret. <laughs> but it's so hard. <laughs> it's, yeah. It yeah. Is. Um, but I, yeah. So there I'm just teaching like kindness, creativity, meditation, movement. Um, and then other than that, I'm pretty, pretty much obsessed with, uh, BJJ, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and great vegan food. That's, that's, that's the sums me up in a, in it's a nutshell, seconds. there you go. Awesome, <laughs> love it. And um, so Regina and I met in Playa del Carmen a year, maybe more than a year ago now, and uh, at a co-working space. And I was like, that chick is cool. So we went, I think we went for a couple of like dinners and stuff. And then I had no idea what you're doing. And then I get online and I check her out. And like, there's a, I was like, wow, there's a whole community around this girl and people just love her. And, you know, like I'm in your Facebook group and I watch your Instagram and everything. And I think you are, well, for me, you are a great inspiration because you, you know, you live so authentically and you do your business so authentically. And I know that one of your core values is actually being yourself and you call yourself a creative, um, uh, introvert, which I really love. And, uh, you're just producing so much content, giving so much. And, uh, I just feel like you are contributing so much to the world, inspiring others and, you know, everything around you is just so like, ah, I just love it, you know, and, I, and I'm so excited that you're here. And I feel like more and more women, um, you know, are starting to feel it, to feel that they can be who they are um, without, mm -hmm. you know, boundaries, whatever, whatever. And for me, you are an example of that person that just lives life the way you want to live. And you're also super inspiring because you're creating content and you're not copying others. You actually don't give don't give a shit about what others are doing, which I love. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes. And you're creating from your deep internal creative kind of, you know, engine or fire or whatever. And that's what I'm trying to do as well. So uh, let's get into it. And I want to ask you first, um, what is femininity for you? That is a great question. Um, to me, it is being able to draw strength from our protective, nurturing nature. So femininity to me is not uh, ignoring the things that, you know, I mean, we're different, like hormones, uh, our bodies go through different processes than men. And, you know, I think a lot of the times, like, the world and the workforce try to make those negative things. Women who get pregnant are almost punished in the workforce, you know, and, uh, or at least this is, you know, my experience from when I was living in the U S and to me, it's such a, it's such a crime that those beautiful things are, are punished or downplayed or made to seem like weaknesses in, in places of importance. And so for me, femininity is embracing those things and understanding that there are things that we can do uh, better because we can approach them in a different way uh, than than non-feminine, you know, characteristics. Uh, so for me, it's it's great because it plays into creating a business where you're trying to help people, having that nurturing protection kind of whatever nature going on inside of you. So femininity is really seeing to the continuation of the world you know we're birthing things constantly whether it truly you know is new life or it is new ideas like femininity is 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 birthing goodness in my in my opinion oh my goodness i'm gonna i'm gonna put it on a on a stone or something i'm gonna crave that <laughs> into something like produce it by regina.com said that <laughs> i i love it I, I love how you compare it to to also creation because you know creation is uh is an in, inherently a feminine um 
quality and I love that and I love how you're embracing that so okay awesome next question is do you consider yourself successful and why yes yeah, so it's 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 both things at every moment for me it's both success and the need to succeed in new things so success is to me um it's both a moving target target and also the only way if if you don't feel this almost in every moment success in some way it, it's impossible to continue and what i mean by that is i like to set myself up to have small wins um you know like whether that's going back to the gym after not having worked out for a long time or you know getting back into working out it's like you don't go, you know, run a marathon and go CrossFit for five hours. Like you have like a small win, you lift a weight and you do a stretch and you do downward dog for three seconds. And then you're like, good win, you know? Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's just like, um, honoring those little successes because without that feeling of like, Oh, I accomplished that I am capable then it's to me not possible to like continue to accomplish more stuff. So at every moment, it's important for me to both feel successful and also kind of a little, I don't want to say insecure. I mean, it definitely, there definitely that plays into it, but almost like, uh, like, yeah, like what was that enough? Oh no, I don't think it was enough. So it, it, there's a new goal because for me, I'm trying to help people accomplish things that, the world doesn't expect of them. And like, I'm trying to help people establish their own business, be able to provide for themselves and their families. And for me too, at each level, I'm trying to create things that the world doesn't expect of me, either because of the color of my skin or the fact that I'm a woman or this, that, the other. Yeah. So I feel both successful and then not successful enough <laughs> at any given moment. <laughs> okay. So for you, that's, a, that's a very interesting definition. So for you, what you're saying is that success is progressively and continuously accomplishing little things and having those little wins that, mm -hmm. you know, keep you on track, but at the same time, keep you motivated to go forward. And mm -hmm. I, I love what you said about, you know, accomplishing things that the world doesn't expect of you. What, what does that mean? Can you explain a bit more? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think for, for m most people, you know, so I grew up in the United States and, uh, it's a very interesting place to be a woman. And it's a very interesting place, uh, to be the daughter of an immigrant and, you know, to have a very foreign last name. My last name is no one can pronounce it. Yeah, it's Nigerian. Can you just pronounce it for me? I didn't pronounce it on purpose. Let me try. Is it Anajonu? That's really close. That is so <laughs> very, I'm impressed. Um, Thank you. How do you pronounce it? How I, how you, how I would say it to an American trying to pronounce it, I would say N-A-John-O, like the letter N, letter A, name John, letter O. How you would hear a Nigerian person pronounce it would be N-A-John-O. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's like just, it's inflection and, and all of that, yeah? But, um... But anyway, to your question, like growing up in the U.S. and growing up as um, what, you know, people would refer to as a minority here, I would call it myself a person of color. Uh, and being a woman, there are there were so many times where either teachers or employers or whatever just had a certain level of expectation about how I would act or what I would be able to accomplish or what I would be able to add to a team or to any situation. And I found delight and confusion in always doing what they didn't expect. They were just so surprised I was smart or so mm. surprised, you know, and it was just kind of like, at first it was just like, whoa, like, what's the deal? Like, why are they confused? And then I was like, <laughs> oh, ah, this is the way the world works, you know, uh, or well, you know, where I, where I lived. And so for me, I realized that a lot of other people have situations like that where just people don't expect a lot of them. They expect them to kind of just do what they need to get by or, you know, just exist in a mediocre kind of plane. Because I think that it makes other people feel more comfortable if they feel they can almost kind of justify their choices and decisions if those around them are 
kind of push down a little bit or like you can, you can not belittle them, but yeah, yeah, if you understand what I'm saying. And so I think that, um, yeah, it's always about kind of like what, what are people expecting of me and how can I push beyond that? Because in, in my doing that, somebody else received permission to do that as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah, that's but that, that also goes with, uh, like, I have a very special relationship with expectations and they've, they've pretty much ruined my life for a while because I was expecting people to behave a certain way and they were expecting me. And then when I said, you know what, I'm just going to drop it because nobody will ever, ever probably, you know, uphold to my expectations of them and I'm like, this is, this is such a, you know, a weird place to be. And I feel like so many people are just living from that place. So when you're saying that in, like, in having said that you, you, you know, what are their expectations, but you're pushing through, you know, beyond them. But that also means, and correct me if I'm wrong, what you're saying is that while staying true to yourself. So your main motivation is not their expectations, <laughs> but it's like pushing yourself forward, you know, and achieving that ceiling or whatever you want to call it not because they are expecting that of you but I guess that kind of adds fire into it is that is that what you mean well yeah I mean absolutely I think what the point here is is that most of the people I had encountered in life were expecting me to exist at their their status quo their their level of comfort and what I mean by pushing beyond that is that would, if I play into their expectations, I'm playing in there to their definition of who I am. And that really bothers me because sometimes, yeah, I'm sure I met somebody's expectations because who I am matched with what they expected. But a lot of the times, and, and I think this comes with being uh, not the majority in the place that you are living a lot of or working or whatever. A lot of the times what they're expecting has nothing to do with your definition of who mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what I mean. It's not so much like saying, Oh, you think I'm going to do a, well, I'm going to do B, C and X just because you said <laughs> a, it's like, yeah, really having to understand yourself enough to go, Oh, well, what I wanted to do was A. So I'm just going to humble myself and do A, even though that's what they wanted me to, because A is what I wanted as well. You know, it's just, it's knowing that well enough. But a lot of the times it plays out to doing more or different than what people expect. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously, Regina, I can't, like, I cannot really feel what you're feeling or what you're saying, because I, I can only imagine because, you know, I've lived in the States and I've worked there. And I, to be honest with you, you know, I'm, I'm a woman from Eastern Europe. And still to this day, whenever I go to the States and I, and I see the stories that you're saying, like for me, when I got to the States, I was like, I don't see any difference between anyone, you know, like I haven't, I haven't felt discrimination. Well, I, I, I honestly, the only time I've been discriminated or whatever because of where I come from was in the US because of the Mm -hmm. stereotype that I come from a communist country and like whatever you know it was weird Mm -hmm. um and you're so vocal in your social medias about what's going on and and I mean you're being really brave about all of that but obviously I can't related on a you know and on the level that what you're talking about so but what I admire about you is that you're pushing through that and you're like you've already proven you know way way how do you say that miles and miles further that you know it doesn't like you're so creative and there's so much going on in the in there you know deep inside and so let's talk a little bit about that I love how you said so in one of the interviews that you did you said that your parents like there was a question of who are your biggest mentors and you said that your parents are your biggest mentors and your brother and uh, that they, they are university, um, they're teachers as well and professors, right? And this is where you kind of got your whole teaching background. And I guess you were growing up with the parents and you've also taught at um, University of Texas, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah a couple of groups there. And you wrote for, you know, entrepreneur.com and USA Today. And you're also a former competitive skater, which is awesome. And <laughs> this is amazing. And I love how you describe yourself on Facebook. You say, uh, you're the female Bruce Wayne wandering mm. in the wandering the world in search of 
mass ninja skills plus wine, go to byregina.com. And you're so unapologetically you and like people love you for that. And you've just, you know, and now you live in Mexico and Playa del Carmen and you're, you're just li- literally living the life like how you want to live it and you and you live it on your own terms and that's why you're here on on girls kill radio because this is what it's all about and you're not using you know where you come from or your background as an excuse and you don't make it a big deal and you're just doing whatever the hell you want to do with your life and so let's talk in the beginning from your what i'm interested in is mostly your journey not necessarily your business or what you're doing now but i i love the fact that you attribute so much to your parents and you know like you said your parents immigrated to america and were you born actually in the states uh-huh yeah i was born in austin texas there you sure. go and so how tell me a bit more about i i i wonder what was the environment when you were growing up were you Obviously, you know, imagining your parents wanted the best for you. Well, obviously, like, duh, they wanted the best for you and your brother. But like, you know, being in America in this land of opportunity, I'm assuming they taught you and they, they tried to infuse you with things like it doesn't matter. You just do whatever you think is right. So tell me a bit about your environment in the family and how you were growing up and you were brought up to be who you are today. Great questions. Um, so, you know, the first thing to know, I guess, is that I had, um, like, a, my, you know, my father was from a different country. And so his, his childhood was vastly different from my own and, and vastly different from my mom's as well. She actually grew up in the States in West Virginia. And so they were, were very different in terms of what they thought, you know, was right. And, uh, but there were things that tied them together. The, like education, for example, was very important to both of them. And so we just grew up with a love of reading, a love of studying, you know, a love of asking questions. You know, my dad was the type of person where you couldn't just make a statement without (laughs) thinking deep. Like, so you would sit down, you would come home or, you know, whatever. It was a long day at school and you were like, oh man, school wasn't fun today or something like that. Some child statement that you would make. And my dad would be like, okay, let's talk about this. And you're like, wait, what? And, and he's like, what? why was it not fun? And then and this is whole conversation where, you know, why was it not fun? Okay, well, why, you know, why does that uh, affect us? And then this, that, and this, and you, and by the time you were done with this conversation, you either had a business idea or, a, <laughs> you know, an idea about politics and how to, you know, enforce change or like, it was just crazy. And so that's just, that was normal to us. And therefore we loved school. You know, I've definitely always been, I'm such a goody two shoes. I never want to like, you know, make the teacher mad or anything like that. But at the same time, if somebody was saying something that fundamentally seemed incorrect, I had to bring it up. I had to kind of like argue the point, which was very difficult as I got older and people, you could see that teachers were trying to kind of put their own agenda on the lessons that they taught. It, it meant that the goody two shoes in me was always worrying with the person that had to be like, but why are you teaching us that? Or, you know, (laughs) why do you have to view it like that? And I would have teachers, you know, correct me or whatever. Um, I mean, in general, I, I, you know, I had to make A's. Yeah. Well, um, just interrupt you there real quick. Um, I feel like we are missing that right now so much. And I've been listening to a lot of like Joe Rogan stuff. And as you know, I've been involved in some cultural appropriation, well, not conflicts, but you know, drama on Facebook regarding my own brand and all that. And I'm just like missing this kind of, I'm missing a good intellectual discussion about like, why, you know, I feel like I'm not allowed anymore to ask a question why like this feels wrong to me you know the this quality that you're talking about you know questioning things and not being afraid to to just simply have a discussion and ask questions i feel like well especially in the u.s but in the world as well people have suddenly become you know afraid or like they try to be agreeable to avoid confrontation to be you know to be nice to everyone and this political correctness and you know it's like so much of that and you know when i'm gonna have children (laughs) i'm gonna try to always create an environment 
like that the environment that you're talking about where you are allowed you're just allowed to question everything in the sense and then you are demanding you know explanation demanding truth and that just creates such a healthy environment of debate of conversation and you might be wrong in the end but that's not the point right mm. so and yeah. i feel like in your business and who you are today and you're encouraging people to do that and the integrity of it is seen through everything you write and everything you do and so this is very inspiring that's what that's what i wanted to say so <laughs> let's move on to okay so you're growing up like that and then and then how did that i mean i'm assuming you had like already in school you had trouble in the sense that because of because of that quality of yours and then what happened what happened when like you started you know doing your own thing and doing your own business did it actually help you build your business faster build relationship faster like tell me a bit more about this journey mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think absolutely for people who build a habit of questioning things you're i think in general you're going to be able to arrive at the right answer for you faster don't get me wrong i still have made plenty of wrong turns with business but i think that the again the habit of questioning means even questioning yourself and your motivations and your past decisions even and the more and more you do that the easier it is to arrive at what makes you happy so you know for example in business one of my first businesses was a cleaning business i just knew i didn't want to work for anyone anymore so i went out and i started a cleaning business because i was like i hate germs cleaning that's what i'll do and then um you know i had to do so much research even though i went to school for business i still had to do so much research to actually start the business oh you have to be bonded and insured to enter people's homes you know and you have to do this you have to do that and so like a while in like at first i was so excited because it was a challenge because there were so many questions that needed answering and then after a lot of those questions had been answering and the business was running and it was profitable i was like regina do you really like cleaning the toilets of other people and it was like no regina i do not quit this business you know and so i don't regret the those experiences because researching is is learning and it and then i was able to help other people who wanted to start businesses that needed that level of, of of research and care and insurance and stuff like that but the reality is just at at every single turn learning to ask the right questions of yourself and of of others of the available information i think it's just it just helps to make decisions to make clear decisions in a in a fast in a quicker mm. more manner you know so even even if you were wrong you f f figured that out much faster than if you had just been like hmm, right i don't know you know <clears throat> yeah know yeah it's it's kind of like you know critical thinking i remember in the us when i was uh -huh. in school it's like critical thinking questions prepare for your sats you know and uh i just feel like i i miss that you know i miss people giving uh intellectual arguments and uh, like really thinking about it not because it was written and i know you talk a lot about it not because it was written in some blog by pat flynn and you know he might be a hundred percent right but like uh, all of the information out there we need to filter through our own decision making you know and our own beliefs and like does this really uh, work for wait let, wait let me think about this you know like thinking about things i feel like has gone somewhere i don't know where because of all this like information overload and stuff and i just uh i love i love when people are just thinking about it and like providing arguments and even if it's like total bullshit right it doesn't make sense for you but just the fact that they're making it like they're taking it seriously is great and you have that and i love that about you so tell me a bit more about the businesses you've 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 played i'd say played with right because <laughs> this is like experience <laughs> so you did like a cleaning so you went to school right so uh you went to business school and uh -huh. what happened after after the business school after school i was uh working in in jobs that i had you know like i i was in retail while i was in school to work through school um so i was working for this large chain shoe store and i was getting promoted because again that's the goody two shoes you know in me that just needs to like you know rise and achieve and do the best job ever so i was getting promoted and i was like general manager of 
this like large chain shoe store. And I was just like, for what, you know, like, honestly, for what, like I'm working so hard and they have these silly metrics that they define your job by, you know, like, were you able to get most of the customers in your store to also buy socks with their shoe purchases? (laughs) And it wasn't at all based on like how happy the customer was when they left, how often that customer returned. They weren't measuring what I cared about. And so I was just like, for what? And that's when I kind of moved on to the cleaning business. There was a while I was um, making cupcakes. The first, first thing I think really was creating t-shirts. I was doing iron-on t-shirts. I didn't know any better. Um, I was creating t-shirts for different events. I, oh gosh, what else? Graphic design mm-hmm. uh, for time, uh, freelance writing for a while full time. Uh, then I went back to design and I was doing maybe like websites and graphics for people. Um, gosh, there's, oh, invitations. That was a big phase. I did uh, wedding invitations and invitations for nonprofits. And I loved it. So I love design, but all of those skills really, they play into my being able to release stuff quickly in my current business, but I'm not actually like taking on design clients anymore. Um, but then I really rolled all of that into teaching. And so I was teaching, mm-hmm. it was not for college credit. It was for any, it was for continuing ed at the university of Texas. So any adult could come take the classes. And I was teaching how to start a business in Texas and how to, uh, use social media and how to create your own word, WordPress website. So I was teaching a few different classes mm-hmm. and that's, and everything just really hit me. And I remembered back to like, just being a child and like trying to teach my classmates, like, no, this is what you do. You add the three. Little Regina. I can just imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love that. So where, where, but where, do you know where is this coming from? I mean, again, I'm assuming that that would be from your parents where did you feel like you literally could do anything and it like you just had the permission to, to do it, you know, were your parents in any way kind of always, were they cautioning you about things or were they always supporting you in the sense that, yeah, go do it, you know, just yeah. get into it. Did you feel that support constantly from them? Absolutely. I mean, this has got to be the biggest, biggest difference maker, I think, is that uh, literally as cheesy as it was, I think, you know, I can definitely remember multiple times of my mom and my dad saying that, my brother and I, you know, we could do anything we wanted to do. And, um, they really like, they did focus on our work, but I remember also multiple times that it was our best work that they cared about. And so basically if we came home with a C, but it was our best work in that subject, then they were as proud as if we came home with an A. Now, the way my brother and I love to study and love to learn, we came home with A's. Uh, but that was just, it was our nature at that point from having grown up with this questioning. So my parents were very much like that. My mom was very uh, concerned about uh, us traveling as kids. We had to travel for our sport. Again, we were both competitive skaters. So we traveled a lot within the States. But she and my dad were also very focused that we get out of the United States. And it was very educate, like it was such an education mm. to be, you know, we were on a mission trip in in France when I was probably maybe 13. And it was so interesting to understand that not everyone liked Americans. I didn't, you know, (laughs) why would you know that if you, you know, were only in America, exposed to American TV and you're a kid, you know? And I was like, oh, they don't, they don't all like us. This is so interesting. Why? Oh, okay. Our government. And, you know, so I'm always, 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 yeah. I think my parents were just... pushing us to do things so we were in every sport we were you know everything right and now with your business yeah now with your business and your teaching i i see how you are also helping others do the same so because you know not all of us had that supportive environment and and when you don't have that you know like for example in my case i had to kind of work to be loved and to be worthy you know and then so that's a lot harder to do to, to get into your adulthood and to be like, all right, well, huh. it, there's a lot of insecurities and all that stuff. And I love how you are actually, you know, teaching people how to do it and just doing it and, and really inspiring them in that sense. Um, okay, love that. Let's talk about a little bit about creative introversion. Um, cause I know you've also kind of, uh, are exploring the subject of introversion 
and then extroversion. And I've been, I've been kind of struggling with it myself, but I know that you call yourself an introvert. Um, but then there's this word of ambiver, ambiver, ambivert, I guess that's like a combination between the two. I don't know. And then you listen a lot to Paul Jarvis, um, who is talking about like, you know, uh, inter, entrepreneurs who are introvert and all of that. So tell me a bit more about that journey because, you know, being an introvert is just so hard being around people and like, it's like an, you know, and you know, you have your own business, so you, you have to produce a lot. It's a lot like being out there rather than being with you inside. So tell me a bit more about this journey and like where you are today, kind of, yeah. How is creative introvert Regina today? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. I think it, 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 it presents a lot of challenges. Like, to be sure, at first, when I was creating this business, I just thought I would be able to help people in small ways and and kind of, I guess, have control over how much exposure or visibility there was. I just kind of expected that I'd be able to kind of like teach or share or write books or do these things in such a way that I had... A, a high level of control over how visible I was or how I, how often I had to be around people. And so, um, that was not how it turned out because I think the message resonated so much with people in the beginning. Um, you know, even though I had a wonderfully supportive environment, what I didn't have, uh, when I was, uh, growing up and then when I was, um, a young adult, what I didn't have was funds, means, money, uh, savings. And so, um, I, I kind of, I guess it resonated a lot with people that like, I didn't have a lot and I was able to, to build something on my own. And so that message spread faster than I, or I didn't expect it to spread like that. I didn't expect people to identify with that part of my story. I think it was kind of told on accident at first and it just went from there. And so anyway, my whole point is now there's this like, community of people online and like people know my name and I'm like <laughs> it's so weird because like I don't want anyone to know my name or anything um but what I had a, I had a moment I, I was actually watching a really silly movie I was watching like one of the transformer movies and like uh there was this moment in this movie you could tell there was this turning point where the main character realized that he was gonna have to give up his life as he knew it, and maybe even people he loved in order to fulfill this mission that was greater than himself. And you could kind of see this moment on Marky Mark's face, Marky Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg. You could see this moment on his face and the music and the movie changed. And I started like crying. Oh. Like, just, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a silly Transformer movie. But the point was, I, I realized like, you know what? It doesn't matter if it wasn't my plan at this point, it doesn't matter because somebody relates to it. Somebody, somebody finds power uh, or permission from the story and therefore visibility helps me accomplish my goal. And it was just so hard to accept. But then I learned, I had learned this, this more extrovert skills in past jobs because I was always like in training positions or managing people. So I had to communicate with people. So I'd learned skills. I'd learned to be kind of entertaining. I'd learned to like sing in the office and, (laughs) you know, just have a light demeanor or whatever. And so, um, through, through that and through my like habit of writing daily, 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 using my voice daily, even if it was just like in my own Google docs, I think the, the introvert uh, is always there, but I have learned to communicate and there's still, I mean, I go to conferences. I go to like, I was at a conference that I was speaking at yeah. recently and there's still when I'm just like trying to be on the wall, like, Please don't talk how to me. how Please did you feel? No. How did you feel to go on the stage? Because you were like on a big stage. I mean, you, I know you're doing a couple of talks, but it's not like you're doing them every day. Like, how did you feel about it? Like, how? Uh, honestly, for me, it's so weird. But as soon as I am in the mode of like uh, trying to help or teach, which, you know, to me, teaching is helping. Um I'm okay. But let me tell you, you know, before I walked on the stage and, you know, after I got off the stage, you know, there were 
just times where it was like, who am I? What happened? Just what, who, what, you know? Um, but I mean, it's, it's a, it's like an honor. Like I try to frame it in my mind as an honor to be able to share and, you know, maybe two people in the audience were like, Oh man, I, I get it. Like I resonated or it, it just, it made sense to me. And if they pull back to that moment, if they pull from that moment in two years from now, then that is beautiful. And it was worth any kind of jitters or nervousness. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of breathing exercise. I do a lot of yoga before, before I have to get into those situations. But yeah. 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 I mean, I've, I've kind of, you know, I've, and I mean, people called me that people called me an extrovert all my life. And I've kind of considered myself as well. But now I see that I need so much time by myself to just rejuvenate and recover. And that's why I do a lot of yoga and stuff. And actually like social situations, they drain me. I think it might be because that's what I'm asking myself, you know, is it because the people there are not my people? Uh, that's one question, right? But like, you know, I can't, I can't guarantee that everywhere I go, there's going to be people. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of working with it as well. And I, I guess we, we are all a little bit of both, right? And then you can learn, just like you said, you can learn and train yourself to kind of get some skills in like extroversion or even, you know, a little bit of introversion. Like I know a lot of people who are just so out there, love social gatherings and whatever. And even if they are mostly extroverted, they don't have time with themselves at all. Like I'm talking about at all. So, and that's also mm-hmm. depleting. So I guess the the balance between the two has to be always present for mm-hmm. us to be productive, effective and all of that. Um, Absolutely. All right, Regina, a couple of questions here. Uh, tell me about your proudest moment. Do you have your proudest moment? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Honestly, probably what I can remember, there are a few things that like have really made me feel like, yeah, like, you know, winning nationals when I was skating as a, as a younger person or like getting into the business school at University of Texas at Austin. Like these things were moments where I was like, yeah, no one can stop me. But um, honestly, I think one of the things that the thing that I would say is my proudest moment was uh, when I published my first book. Mm. It was a book that was 150 pages of text, about 50 pages of worksheets. So altogether, it was this 200-page book. And it was all of my knowledge of how to start a business all put into one book so that I could hopefully reach more people at the same time. You know, like I really, I just, I'm like, I can't meet with more than X number of people for coffee in a week to help them start their business. So let me create a resource that people can just turn to. And so I think literally before it had sold a single copy, before it helped support me, before some colleges picked it up as the, as a, one of their books for their small business course courses, like before that happened, just the moment I was able to order my first copy of my own book and like receive it and open it. I think that was it. I was like, it's good guys. It's good. I die. I'm happy. I've done the thing I was supposed to do. It's good guys. I'm done. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean? It really felt really wonderful. So yeah, yeah. I love it. And the the book you're talking about is the small business manual and workbook special edition. And it's available (laughs) on Amazon. And on Amazon, you have currently three books, right? Um, I have two. I've taken the small business manual down. It's, it's probably, it's for sale through like third party channels and like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, one day I went online and it was like $200 and I was like, oh my goodness. But, um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I took it down so that I could rework it and just include some of the knowledge I had gotten in the like three or four years since it's been published. Uh, so currently I have two books up, which, um, one of them is Epic blog and it helps people create like their own business plan and then, you know, make an editorial calendar for their blog. And then I have the workshop workbook, which is a workbook that helps you plan your online workshop. So mm-hmm. those are there the things that I have. And you also mm-hmm. have obviously like, you know, your online courses that are free a lot, like you produce so much stuff that is actually, well, that is free and that people can just learn and go through it. And like when I went into your, one of your courses, I think it was uh, launch your, 
was a free business school. Well, you have so much stuff that sometimes I get confused. I'm like, how was that thing called? Like, how did she call it? You know? But like, there's yeah. so much information. And I know you're now searching for a business model. You, I think you found it, right? Where you, mm-hmm. you want to be able to give so much for free for people to learn while, mm-hmm. while also kind of streamline and have just a couple products that makes your business right. Easier, simpler, because <laughs> you have a mm-hmm. whole story around how you kind of transform, how you got burned out and then transform your business. Uh, but, you know, this conversation is not about that. So, um, yeah, awesome. Well, let's get into our section where you can share some tips and, uh, you know, resources and some um, uh, things that we can use to be as efficient and as productive as Regina. <laughs> we can okay. learn from you. So um, my first question is about your morning routine. And uh, I know you've been asked this before. And what I want to ask is, is whether anything had changed. So you said that the first thing you do after you, you know, wake up and do your thing is that you write a thousand words and that mm-hmm. not necessarily is just writing. Some it's just producing content. So the first mm-hmm. thing that you do before opening up anything else, you're producing mm-hmm. content and like the results of that practice, daily practice, obviously like is all over because you're just producing so much stuff. Has, has this changed? Has this adjusted? Do you do anything else? Like, do you have a special ritual or anything like that that you want to share with us? Great questions. Um, no, it's, it's, well, it's digested a little bit. I don't use an alarm anymore. So (laughs) I wake up with no alarm, uh, only if I have a meeting, maybe nine in the morning or something like that, would I set an alarm? Um, if however, when I get up, it's a little harder to like, there's not as much motivation. Um, what I will do is, um, I will check in on my online community, my free Facebook group, uh, or, uh, emails. I will check in on people who are asking questions or like reporting wins that they've accomplished because they just went out and did something. Mm -hmm. And this like motivates me because either somebody is like, Regina, I finally did it. I launched the thing that we were talking about Mm -hmm. and it sold three copies. Uh, And then I'm like, okay, I got to get up. I got to, I got to do the things or it'll be somebody asking a question and I'm like, okay, I got to get my brain working. So I use that when it's hard to get up. But if it's kind of like I wake up and I'm feeling, feeling it, um, which is more times than not, I'll just grab my computer which I don't let stay in the bed with me. There's so, I'm so tempted <laughs> to just leave the bed. But uh, I'll grab my computer and I'll start uh, writing or editing a video or just doing, like you said, some type of creation. So mm-hmm. it's pretty much the same, yeah. And this, I mean, my, my next question is related to when you said, you know, there are days and we all go through them. And uh, I mean, I'm sure you do as well. Um, because what we see, you know, what we see your personality online, obviously you're not going to, I mean, some people share everything, but I tend to be like you where I'm just sharing. I'm, I'm always coming from my best place, you know, like when I have a lot of energy, when I have a lot of cre- creativity and when I share my kind of falls or whatever, it's after I came up with a solution or after I've gone through that. So what do you mm-hmm. do on days? Well, besides, besides when you said, you know, you're just going out there and seeing like how your work has helped others and that's what motivates you, this kind of, you know, feedback, I suppose, or two-way communication. Mm-hmm. How do you go through the rest of it? <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm assuming it's also a wave, you know. Uh, what do you do on like really down days? Is there certain things that you've learned through time to actually pick yourself up and motivate and go forward? Mm. This is awesome. Um yeah, so I would say that there's always probably going to be some some level of mental mental training that you have to do. And for me, um, it, it relates back to asking questions. Like for for you as a woman, you'll understand. Like sometimes we have hormones that change things for mm-hmm. us, or sometimes I mean everyone does, but you know what I mean. Um, sometimes we have just kind of like factors that can't be explained it's like what's wrong i don't know you know life is so hard hard. (laughs) like but why and you're like i don't have a reason um but anyway so for me uh, asking questions and it's just like regina is there actually any reason to to be sad right now like what what is it and then sometimes i will identify stress that i don't 
that I just didn't think was a thing. Or sometimes I'll go, no, there's not a, like, there's literally nothing. And then I'll go, hmm, this must be like hormones. It must be that coming to that time of the month or something like that. And then I just let that be, I let that be okay, honestly. Um, it's very important for me to just let that be okay for just a small amount of time. So maybe that is literally only five minutes or maybe it is like two episodes of my favorite show. <laughs> and then like, I just tell myself like, try something like just try any little thing. And it might be like answering a question online or it might be like typing a little bit of an email that I want to go out to my email list or just something. And then typically I'm able to work. And so I wouldn't say that there are like, fortunately, I guess for me, there aren't like whole days typically that are, you know, where I'm not able to like work or do something creative. Um, but there are times when I'm just like, you know what, nah, we're going to watch Hulu while I can't get Hulu in Mexico, but you know, whatever, like Netflix, whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I always know what you're saying because it's been my journey as well. It's like sometimes, and I had to learn it the hard way because I'm a, I'm a person who's like always positive. It's, uh -huh. almost always, you know, and I, yeah. and I'm so into it that once, when I don't feel well, the, the fir my first reaction is to get out of it. You know, like, how do I get out of it now? Like immediately. Mm -hmm. And in the past, I've been doing some bad things like, well, you know, I might have been smoking cigarettes or, oh, let me go and drink some alcohol now. Or like, let me make myself feel better right now. And in mm -hmm. time, like these days when this happens, and you're right. It might be this just emotional downturn where one day it's just, I'm really sad. You know, I think yesterday was my day when I was like, Oh, you know, like what's yeah. happening? And, and just allowing yourself to be in that space and holding that space of, I'm just sad today, you know, and, and, and I just sit there and I just listen to it and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you know, but it's such a, I feel like it's such a gentle practice, especially for us women to just allowing yourself to feel that way and knowing that there's nothing wrong. Guess what? Next day I wake up and I'm up again. I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So yeah, it's such an interesting um, journey. This like emotional roller coaster, especially for us who are entrepreneurs, that's, that's the wave is, is very kind of frequent like that and knowing and learning how to manage it is just, and sometimes it's just, that's it, you know, just go through it and, it's fine. <laughs> and yeah. everything is like brighter the next day, like all of that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Women's bodies and emotions. Um, okay. Thank you for that. Um, let's move forward. Um, so mm -hmm. what's, what's always in your purse? Is there anything that you carry with you at all times? I never have a purse with me if I can handle it. Um, I don't even own one in Mexico. I don't think. No, I, I'm pretty sure there's not no purse. Um, I really hate carrying anything that has to always be on me. So mm -hmm. at most, I would have a my phone is in a case that will allow me to carry like money and credit cards. Um, if I have a backpack with me, the thing that would always be in there is probably some type of antibacterial hand wipe. I'm still a germaphobe. <laughs> oh my god, you're still that person. <laughs> um, okay. It's time for tools and resources on Girl Skill. All right, cool. Um, now, can you share with us maybe like three top apps or online online tools or anything you use on a daily basis that you know really kind of elevate your productivity rates or efficiency or just make your life so much easier? Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I use Google Drive like there is no other. There's no other program. So. Google Drive, I'm using inside of it, I'm storing and using Google Docs, I'm using Google Sheets to, to organize stuff. Uh, I'll typically use it to create like a hub for any project I'm doing, whether that's a book, and I create a document per chapter and then put those all in a folder. I mean, Google Drive literally has my entire life on it. I draw out like, you know, charts to organize stuff within like Google Draw. I mean, it's just it's it's insane. So I use that a lot. And I love it because it's cloud-based so I can always access it when I'm just on my phone. I don't, again, I don't like to carry a lot with me. So typically I might leave the house and maybe just have my phone with me, but I'm still able to work and get out all my ideas. So that's a big one. Um, another one I use quite frequently is Zoom. Zoom allows me to 
uh, conduct small classes online, uh, which I can record. Zoom allows me to, if I have some type of one-on-one project, like right now, I'm, I'm, I'm helping somebody through launching their, launching a product and I'm recording all of what we do together so that I can, uh, release it as like a, a show online, actually through, uh, Instagram stories. So I use Zoom for that. Um, and I, I mean, it's just amazing as far as like, leading group programs or anything like that. So like those, those two help me a lot. Um, and then the third one, if you're talking about what helps me be productive, it would probably be the, the Noisio app on my phone. It allows me to plug in my headphones and maybe turn on coffee shop noises or turn on rain noises or whatever it may be, um, to kind of help me feel in that productive mode, which if, if I'm working at home by myself or just my roommate, sometimes I like to put on the coffee shop noises because it, there's that sense of <laughs> human connection. Well, even though what it's was awesome. the app again? It's called Noizio, N-O-I-Z-I-O. So okay. that one helps as far as productivity is concerned. But honestly, my probably the most used app other than the ones I described, Google Drive and Zoom, would be Photoshop. Photoshop never closes. <laughs> never closes, <laughs> but, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Okay, cool. Sounds good. And then uh, I'm not sure how you're going to answer the next question about like some people you follow or blogs you read or any kind of, you know, maybe there's certain magazines or because I know you don't follow a lot of people and, mm-hmm. you know, because you are in your own creative bubble. That's what I do as well. Like I have a mm-hmm. newsfeed or educator. I don't read blogs. I read more books and I just, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of create my the space for me to flourish creatively but is there any resource online that you kind of go for for inspiration or anything that keeps you kind of motivated or you get your information from um yeah um that's such a good question i mean the reality i i know this i knew this question was coming up and the (laughs) real to be 100 percent honest um I might spend uh, maybe an an hour every month or two months that would on somebody else's blog. And it's not because I don't think other people have valuable things to say. It is just because I really have to protect my creative space and my creative energy so much. So to be clear, if, if it's a, if it's something outside of my business, I will look it up online. So if it's either like a quick, you know, how to do this in this software, or if it's, you know, something related to health or wellness, I'll look it up online. I get inspired by food blogs, interior design blogs. But when it comes to business, I like to observe, test, and like ask questions of everything I'm observing and everything I'm testing. Mm -hmm. I like to work with people. I like to teach and see how they interact with my materials and learn from what they do from them. And so it it is really not out of a place of thinking that my material is better than somebody else's. I wouldn't know because I don't read it, but, um, (laughs) but it's really honestly, because I feel like this is the way I will be most productive. And this is the way I can be sure that I'm not copying another idea. And, um, sometimes if I maybe land on a similar idea or similar way of doing things to another person, then it was just pure, you know, not coincidence, but, you know, just maybe we were influenced by similar things or whatever, but I never have to feel like I accidentally was too influenced by X, Y. Yeah. I understand. And, so let's talk outside the business. So you say you're inspired by interior interior uh, design blogs and all of that. So tell me one thing that you're like in love with outside of business or in life in general. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I mean, honestly, right now it would be probably BJJ, like Brazilian jiu-jitsu um, and just the way jiu-jitsu people move, interact with each other. Uh, the way they compete, it's, it's like such a perfect complement to yoga, um, as a practice. And so I would say I'm pretty kind of obsessed with that. Like not in the, I want to compete way, but in the, it just, uh, it fascinates me. I never thought I would be, 
I've never, like, I had never even had a professional massage in my life because I don't want people touching me. But then I go to a jujitsu class and I'm like rolling on the ground, touching other people. (laughs) And like a man sweat dripped on my face, you know? Great, but yeah. it was just kind of like, ah, it is what it is. <laughs> oh, love that. Okay, great. Thank you. Uh, now we get into your favorite book. And I know that you have advised before, you have said this before that there's one book that really changed how you interact on social media. And was it like likable social media? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as far as like when I am like paying attention to business resources, yeah, typically it would be a book. Uh, of some sort, likable social media is definitely the one that uh, by Dave Kirpin, the one that I was like, Oh, you can view social media in this way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, honestly, but also kind of just like one baby step back to your, your, your question beforehand. Like mm-hmm. I really do like certain people's viewpoints such as like Paul Jarvis or, uh, Jason Zook, Zook, excuse me, online. He pronounces it like book. It's Zook. Um, and then like, Kim Lunas, but these are people that I like to more read their status updates on Facebook or read short thoughts from them and how they're approaching a problem. Um, but if any of those people like write books or write longer things, that that would definitely be something that I would want to check out as well. But um, sorry, but back to your current question. Yes, uh, likable Dave Kirpin. Other than that, I really honestly, I would say my favorite books are outside of that space. I like to read mystery novels and I have read every single Jane Austen. Oh uh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I love Jane Austen. Oh my gosh. It's so ridiculous. Okay. (laughs) Anything else? Mm, No, I mean, that's really it. I mean, it will be some interesting business book or book on uh, research methods or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. And then mystery novels. Yeah. (laughs) Mystery novels. There you go. Okay, great. Uh, So I have my last question for you. And that would be, uh, what would you like to be written on your tombstone? Uh, Question everything, even yourself. Done. Is what I would like. Yes. Okay. I got it all done, Regina. So in maybe 200 years, whenever that happens, uh, it will be my responsibility to make sure that those words are there. Thank you. (laughs) No worries. And on that note, we are ending our interview with the beautiful, creative, inspiring, and authentic Regina Anajonu. Anajonu. Is that correct? Good. It's getting there. There you go. Well, I get... Every day I'm going to practice to get your last name right. And then one day it's going to be like, oh, my God, perfect. Well, thank you. So, thank you so much, Regina. Uh, it was a great conversation. I loved how, you know, we went deep into some subjects. And I really appreciate your time and your sharing with us. And the listeners, of course, um, are I, I'm, I'm sure have gotten a lot of knowledge and information, inspiration from you. So for everyone listening and wondering where can I get more of this Regina girl, um, please tell them where to find your site, your Facebook group, and I know your Instagram as well, and maybe something that they could, you know, if you want to direct them somewhere specifically, please do that. Awesome. So on social media everywhere, I am at by Regina TV as in television. Um, so you can do that on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter. Um, my site by Regina.com is a great resource, uh, a great starting point. And I would say that the opt-in that I have, the basically the bonus resource that I have that you can get by signing up via email is a workshop that I call Monetize and Market Your Mind. And it's about three hours with, I don't know, probably a 46-page workbook. And it really helps people analyze what, how they could take their knowledge and skills and turn it into, you know, products like information products. And so that would be a favorite resource of mine where I would recommend people start if they're interested in that, that lifestyle. So awesome. All right. Awesome. And we're going to have all the links that Regina mentioned and all the people and everything in our show notes. So on our website, um, so that's it, Regina. Thank you so much. I hope you have a beautiful night uh, in Texas. And uh, I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you. 
And so that's it for this episode with Regina Anagionu. If you have enjoyed it and took some valuable lessons from it, I'd like to ask you to give back and charge your karmic energy by sharing this episode with a girlfriend who's starting a business already has one and is struggling with staying true to herself. Or maybe she's a creative introvert like Regina and is asking herself the same questions on how to stay productive and efficient and happy while being the face of her business. Trust me, your girlfriend and I will be truly grateful. You can share this episode right from your podcasting app or simply send her to girlskill.com forward slash zero two. And if you haven't managed to take note of all the tools and resources Regina had so generously shared with us, no worries. You can easily get them delivered straight to your inbox at girlskill.com zero to download. It will also come in a handy PDF so you can easily save it in your Evernote or wherever you store your files. You can download it at girlskill.com zero to download. That's it for this episode and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for tuning in to Girl Skill. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher to never miss an episode. And never forget that your version of success is uniquely yours to live and experience. Until next time, let's continue redefining female success together. Girlskill.com. Female success redefined.